I want to go across to PTR. Mr. Tyagarajan is a man who, in his private capacity, in his initial capacity as a private uh, investor, spent a lot of time looking at financing and also probably complaining about what was wrong with the way politicians used to run finances and now finds himself having to manage public finances as the finance minister of Tamil Nadu. Uh, data suggests, and I'm not just talking about Tamil Nadu, I'm talking about the country per se, that state after state in a very acute level of financial distress, states like Punjab, Rajasthan, Bihar, Kerala, Uttar Pradesh, West Bengal, where the debt to state uh, domestic product uh, ratio is in the early 50s, late 30s. This is deeply problematic and in the midst of all of that, India finds itself, Indian politics finds itself in a raging debate about freebies. What is a freebie? Who defines what is a freebie? Who regulates? Should freebies be regulated? And if so, who should regulate those freebies? Mr. Tyagaraj, welcome. Thank you. Uh, actually, if you don't mind, I'll step back a bit. This debate has already occurred once when the 15 Finance Commission's terms of reference were put out. Those terms of reference included a line that said that there should be a discouragement of populist measures. And when it was discussed, the implication was that whatever is called freebies was populist measures. And at the time, you know, finance minister after finance minister, delegation after delegation, spoke to eminent economists like Dr. Anup Singh, who was on the panel, uh, and other bureaucrats like Dr. Shaktikant Das, or Mr. Shaktikant Das, who is now the RBI governor, and uh, N.K. Singh, uh, my, my friend uh, Mr. N.K. Singh. And uh, we, we asked the same question. We said, you know, how do you define what is a good freebie, what is a bad freebie? I'll send you a clip later if you want. I have gone through an extensive analysis of schemes that were given for free, all the way from something like free food in schools and free laptops to students, all the way to what I consider the most extreme kind of waste of money in, a, in the name of a freebie, which is 25,000 rupees per woman, which is 50% discount on buying two wheelers. So, of course, there's a wide range of programs. And then there's nuanced ways to look at it. Is it accretive? Is it an investment in human capital? Is it a risk mitigator? Is it something that will not stoke inflation? So there are many nuances to it. What I'm surprised about at this point is just two things. One, on what basis is the Supreme Court the arbiter of how the money is spent? There's no place in the Constitution, not only in our Constitution, in almost any democratic Constitution. There's no place where the Supreme Court gets to decide or any court gets to decide how the people's money gets spent. That is the exclusive domain of the legislature of elected people, whether that is Congress in the United States in the presidential system or the parliament in the UK or the legislatures in the states. So my first question is, why is the Supreme Court in this debate? The second question I have is, if this is such a bad thing, why was the Honorable Prime Minister, the man who flew down from Delhi to Chennai, to inaugurate the 25,000 rupee per scooter scheme for the ADMK government, in my opinion, the simple worst freebie that existed in the entire history of Tamil Nadu. It was pollution-inducing, anti-public transport, lot of fraud. It was in every way a bad scheme. Why did the Prime Minister come to inaugurate that if he is so much against the freebie culture? These are only two questions no, I but ask you. You also come from a state where political parties have promised uh, free saris, free mixers, free grinders, uh, free televisions as part of the election manifesto. And if you're saying, why is the Supreme Court involved? Can I turn around and ask you this question, PTR? Who then should decide? Can Netas be trusted to decide uh, what is a good freebie, what's not? Because their 
primary concern often times when they're trying to spread in new states is to win elections and therefore if at this moment kejriwal wants to win the hearts and minds of the people of gujarat he will be willing to say whatever ultimately once you come to power then you have to deal with the consequences but in the build up a need not just kejriwal any neta in opposition can make any promise so if you you have a problem with the supreme court determining but then who decide should this be regulated at all can netas be trusted because if they are to be trusted if some of these indian states like punjab like andhra pradesh were independent republics like sri lanka they'd be in a very bad and dangerous situation okay can i answer now yes, you were expounding something for so long i lost the plot but my point is that's what a democracy says the people should decide in a democracy the people's vote is supreme those they elect get to answer to the people what they have done if you say that tamil nadu is a state that has done a lot of freebies i say two things tamil nadu of all the states in india if you combine per capita gsdp plus human development plus social development plus gross enrollment ratio plus doctors per 1000 people we are the number one state in the country what is wrong with my performance that you tell me you know better than me how to run the state i say that my fiscal deficit is 3.5% well below the borrowing limit and the unions are 7% i say my per capita income is more than double the national average i say that my uh, inflation is lower than the national average by 2.5% why do you assume that somebody can tell me how to do my job better do the people will decide whether i'm doing a good job or not who is this other party required if the netas cannot be trusted what is the notion of democracy which neta can be trusted there are no no categorization of netas good neta bad neta that's what the people get to decide in an election what more do we need okay that's a important and strong counter instead of getting into an argument with you myself I'll get the BJP spokesperson to respond, but I have another question for you before we conclude. Which is where does this debate go from here? It's become bigger now than at any time in Indian politics because there's a pushback against the Ravi culture from none less than the Prime Minister, which has never happened. This whole idea that the poor must be given because the Prime Ministers and the BJP is trying to make the point that if there is something which leads to empowerment. you build something it has a multiplier those are the kind of welfare schemes we should be investing in rather than just subsidies which take care of your immediate requirement but don't build any capacity whether it is physical capacity or technical capacity or intellectual capacity or ability to work in the future that's the differentiation the prime minister is trying to draw which is crucial for the government and for indian politics at this juncture Well, first of all, I apologize. I only gave a time from seven to seven thirty. I have another thing to go to, so I'm going to drop off. I didn't expect to go on a debate. I was supposed to be interviewed by Akshay Nath. Then the game was switched on me. I agreed to come on. I'm just going to make the point. Yes. Either you must have a constitutional basis to say what you say, in which case we all listen, or you must have some special expertise. You must be a double PhD in economics. You must have some Nobel Prize. You must have something that tells us that you know better than us. or you must have a performance track record that shows that you have grown the economy wonderfully that you have brought down the debt that you have increased the per capita income that you have created jobs then we say oh we listen when neither of these is true why should we listen to somebody's view what makes that the gold standard what makes that the word of god i am a believer i believe in god i don't believe that any man is god why should i take somebody's perspective the election gave me the right to do what i'm supposed to do my chief minister gave me a job to do I'm doing it well. I'm outperforming the union government by a lot. 
I guarantee I'll continue to do that for the next three years. We are huge net contributors to the uh, union exchequer. Huge. One rupee goes from us, we hardly get 35, 33 paisa back. What more is it you want me to do? Why should I listen? On what basis? Do you have a constitutional basis? No. Are you a financial expert? No. Do you have a Nobel Prize? No. Have you performed better than us? No. On what basis should I change my policy for you? Is this some like extra constitutional diktat that's coming from heaven? What are you talking about?